What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I don't, I don't really know why I'm laughing. I'm looking at a smiling face of Pete Prisco. The man. That makes you laugh. That makes you laugh when I smile. I don't know why it gave me a sense of enjoyment. It just did. But, but wait, before we get on, this is R.J. White. I'm going to introduce him. Since you don't, you're always rude. Thank you, Pete. It was his birthday Tuesday. Hello. Happy hey. birthday. Hey, thanks. What are you, 63 uh, today? How old is that? I'm 29 for the eighth year running. <laughs> yeah. Ninth year running, whatever it is. Did you do anything Happy special birthday. on your birthday nope. other than handicap your games? Nope, that's it. Nothing? Watch football, work, that's about it. Come on, RJ. You got to do yeah, something special. Hey, I love what I do. It's fun. Yeah. We all do, but still, it's your birthday. Yeah, well. Then is that my turn now? You're going to let me talk again. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's got to take over this damn podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, Pete will start talking about lionfish again. You know no. what? I don't even need to show the standings. You know that Pete had above 500 week. If he's, he's it's the first Pete time. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just oh, uh, yeah. we're coming to three, the end. Um, I went four and three last week. I would like the four and three to be in protest, considering I said to bail on the over of the Buccaneers uh, Jaguars game because of heavy winds. And I emailed you both and I tweeted something out. But you know what? I'll take the L. It's fine. Should have gone four and two, but whatever. 47 and 33 on the season, 14 games above 500. RJ, even Steven, 39 all after going two and three. Pete Prisco, here he comes. He's, he's, here he, what's, what's the track line? You're coming around the track. And here comes Rusty. So what are you saying? I'm a dog. Is that what you're trying to say, Brinson? What are you? I'm saying, I mean, look at that record. I, I'm saying I, you're that little you're that little three legged greyhound limping around. RJ, the back I wouldn't be mocking my record because I'm right behind you, dude. Yeah, yeah, seven games behind me. Good job. No, four. Thirty-five and forty-two. 30. You're seven under five hundred. Yeah, but I'm I'm four games in out of the win column again. If you. you hit seven wins in a row and I don't pick any games, we're tied. No, seven in a row would give me forty-two. And forty-two. Forty-two. Why we? Uh, oh. Oh, the record. The exciting. <laughs> but see, I take more chances than you. Math I pick more games. I pick more games. Okay. So I'm, I'm brazen. Well, you, you know, if, if you're a better, I thought it was a winner. Two or three games. I thought our winner, I thought it was a winner last oh, the week. the week before. Oh, the week before. That's right. Last In week fact, was rotten again. We had one win that was not close to being a loss. We had, uh, two losses. The Kansas that, City Chiefs covered easily. The Patriots got smacked. The Cardinals got smacked even harder. And uh, as I pointed out, we should have taken the Jacksonville over out. That's okay. It, look, the wind was a the wind was a major factor no, in that game. No, RJ's right. You you tried to take it out, and and we we gave it out to the to the audience. You can't right. take it out. I, look, I'm fine with that, but my my point was not. I wasn't trying to skate off the 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 loss column situation. I was trying to make sure that nobody bet on it because I thought it was a bad bet as soon as we recorded and started looking at the weather. The weather wasn't that big an issue in that game. It was pretty windy, but you covered that in your column too, Will. So, I mean, the people that are reading everything that, that you put out there kind of know, and I'm sure you said it, you know, 48 times on HQ. It was windy, HQ but it wasn't the, that the, bad. The it wasn't that bad where it held. It was just that Jacksonville's offense was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Foles, uh, when it's a one-mile-per-hour wind, it's comes the weather. Your, can't throw from your back. He was getting brutalized. The offensive line was terrible. So, yeah, the parlay, we didn't go back-to-back winners. That is okay. We'll get it back this week. I saw looking at our best bets. And by the way, Pete, I want to congratulate you. Uh, you learned how to hit reply all in, in email function. So that's very exciting. You sent an email to multiple people. I'm I don't want to anybody copying. I don't want anybody copying my picks. 
I got mine in early. All right. I, I got you mine did. flipping around. You did. You got want... yours in early. You must like yours this week. I do like mine this week. You know what that I means? Like... <laughs> I did not write. These are locks. These are locks. Um, You've been on a hot street. I'm going to give you some credit. You've been on a hot street all the way across the board. Except for that terrible Jaguars over last week. What was that? Yeah, what was that? Why'd you like that so much? <laughs> you, know, you know what sucks is like I personally bet on the Jets and Browns last week. <laughs> and they didn't win. And no, the Patriots didn't. No, they didn't. So like I'm winning I'm winning on my picks. I need to convert them to my actual cash dollars. Let's get to those picks in question. We'll start with the game of the week. I think this is one o'clock on CBS, right? I think. Ravens yeah. at Bills? Yes. Yes. Ravens at Bills, Ravens minus five and a half, over under 43 and a half. We talked about win being a factor in Tampa Bay Jacksonville. Win should be a factor in this game, which is why the Ravens are one of my best bets. I know Josh Allen's playing great. I know he's can run the ball. He doesn't get the, the just due that he deserves. Lamar Jackson's coming in with all the hype, but here's the problem, Pete. And I'll let you respond in a second. The Bills one weakness is that they give up explosive plays in the run game and there isn't a more explosive team running the football than the Baltimore Ravens. They have the third most rushing yards through 12 games of any team in NFL history behind only the 72 Dolphins, a team you remember, and a, the 75 Bills, another team you watched play live. RG and I weren't even alive when it happened. Um, and you look at plays 40 yards or more in running, 20 yards or more in running. They lead the league in both. I think they are going to run the ball effectively. They get a lead of 10 points or more. Buffalo will have to pass, and they will be in trouble in perilous weather conditions. I think you're on that side too, are you not? Yeah, you go first. Well, I, I'll tell you why I'm on the other side. I, I watched the Ravens play. I Just for the sake of my own football knowledge, I went back and watched the Ravens on tape against the Steelers early in the season because it was Lamar Jackson's worst game. And I wanted to see what they did and how they did it. And the way they played him is exactly the way that, that, that you're going to see Buffalo play him. Clog up the middle, and I'm talking about all kinds of coverages in the middle of the field, and dare him to go outside because he doesn't go outside. He, do, he didn't go outside last week. And I know the weather was bad, but he won't throw outside to the wide receivers. Everything he does, he opens to the right, so you don't really have to worry to the left much to the left anymore. And if you can get your defensive ends and your linebackers playing it the right way, scrape, and they're very good on defense. I know they've been pushed around in the run game, but they've been pushed around in the run game by teams that run at them. This is one of those teams with the gimmicked-up run game. They use those fakes, and you got Lamar Jackson to run outside. I think they're going to limit the run game, force him to beat him. I'm not sure he can. Plus... You know, you talk about wind. Wind isn't going to be a factor for Josh Allen throwing the football. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of ifs there. If, you know, if you could stop Lamar Jackson, you would stop Lamar Jackson. It's, always, it's easy to draw up a game plan until you get into it, and then teams are just running all over him. I don't, just don't think... 49ers did a good job against him last week. Yeah, they were solid. You know, it was a good game. Another ugly game. I don't think Buffalo's getting enough respect on this line. You know, I do think the line is a little too high. I don't care. I'm going best bet on the Ravens anyway. Bill's D weaknesses against the run, like he said, 22nd in DVOA. They really haven't faced an offense like this yet, so I'm not ready to assume that they're going to do this and that, because they haven't faced a quarterback like this. They faced a lot of stationary guys. Uh, Bill's offense is playing well. Baltimore's East slow down Seattle and Houston. Another couple great offenses, better quarterbacks, a little more mobile quarterbacks. I don't know where Buffalo's going to get their edge here. I do like taking Buffalo when they play bad coaches. He's beaten a lot of bad coaches with Sean McDermott. They're not going to have the coaching edge here for once because Harbaugh just as good a coach, probably, probably even better, one of the coach of the year candidates. Look ahead with six and a half. I don't think Ravens did anything to lose their shine. The number came down a point just because of how good Buffalo looked against Dallas. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't like put put the uh the 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 uh the put them down 
I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Put the uh, Ravens to death in that offense just because they struggled a little bit against the 49ers. You know, it's it was an ugly game. It's the great 49ers defense. You know, so I don't know. Ravens, I think, win by a touchdown. It's not going to be a huge cover, but they'll they'll cover this game. By the way, I I would have had Buffalo as one of my best bets last week. We did this show before on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. I love them. I love them to win the game. I, I said that. I thought they win the game. Do you think Buffalo wins outright? I do. You do? Yeah, I do. do you, we'll get to this in a minute, but do you realize that if Buffalo wins this game and they went out and the Chiefs beat the Patriots, the Bills will be the number one seed in the AFC? Yes, yes. Do you think that's a good that football team? That's a good it, football team. I wish they had a, another big receiver, but they're a good football team, and he's a good coach. To, to be clear, when and I think I don't know if I, I don't want to speak for RJ here as a Bills fan who's terrified that he's <laughs> going to buy in and get the football yanked out from under him as he goes up to kick it again. But like, I think the Bills are really good. I, I'm in on the Bills. I don't I don't question whether I don't think the Bills are frauds or anything like that. There are people out there who think the Bills are frauds because of an easy schedule. They proved that going into Dallas and winning. And they have, uh, they're going to prove it over the next four weeks if they, if they want. They have a shot at it because they have the Ravens at the Steelers and at the Patriots. Everything in front of them. They're, they're probably already in the playoffs, but I mean, they can, they can prove everybody wrong and stick it in everyone's face. One quick thing. When you play Lamar Jackson, your safeties have to be very active and very good against the run and have the ability to come up and tackle. And both those guys can. Mm. Poyer and Hyde are both good safeties, and they can come up and run. And, and so I think I, I just like the look of the Bills' defense. I know they had problems against the run early. Where was Elliott last week? I expected him to run all over them. Oh, ran for 5.9 per carry. Yeah, they didn't give him the ball, though. It was yeah, ridiculous. But the, but the Ravens won't abandon the run. That's sort of my point. It's like the Cowboys, good for the Bills for getting the Cowboys out of the run game and we're dumb on the Cowboys for not running Z4. But if I'm playing I'm playing Lamar Jackson, Will, I, I want him handing the ball off to Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's been phenomenal for them, but I'm here's how I'm playing him. Hand the ball off and take away his tight ends. If he does that, you you beat him because his whole game is to get the ball to the tight ends and be able to pull it and get outside. So force him to hand the ball off, play, take your chances with Mark Ingram, and then take away those those little tight end crossers in the middle of the field. But if you hand the ball off, he's running up the middle. You said that's the issue with the Bills thing, and that's I do. Why, that's why the Ravens power have excess. Yeah, but, you but know, if they start doing that, then they're going to take advantage. Yeah, of the Bills. I, I still take my chances with Mark Ingram. I take my chance if he beats. I think he's a great. Don't get yeah, me wrong. He's a obviously damn, you'd rather have Mark Ingram right, running out right. of throat than Lamar Jackson. By the way, Lamar Jackson watching that back on tape, he took some wicked hits last week. Got yeah, too tough, tough kid. Last. Last two weeks, he's taken some big hits, but he took yeah. some real big ones against San Francisco. I mean, I, and not to we'll move on from this game in a second, but I do think it, like, that's sort of the problem here is you can say, all right, we're going to put somebody, we're going to bracket the tight end, and then we're going to put somebody outside to make sure Lamar can't pull the ball and run and get on the edge and, and beat us deep with his speed. But then all of a sudden, you've taken three defenders away. And if the Ravens offensive line, which is really good, wins at the point of attack, then you're going to have trouble defending them one on one. Like those are just tough battles to win. If the Ravens, if the Bills defensive line beats the Ravens offensive line, then the Bills will win the game. But if the it, Ravens it's more than that. Line, it's, it's fundamentals, and 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 it, when the end comes down, the linebacker has to make sure he gets outside. If he doesn't get outside, then there's a void there. The ball's pulled and he's out. If they both go here, you have a big problem. If they both go there, you have a big problem. So it's just it's fundamental football more than it is getting beat up at the point of attack. You know who's been really coming on is Ed Oliver. I really want to see him kind of get some penetration, see if he can beat Lamar Jackson to the point where he's going to That would be interesting. Because that dude can run for and, as big as he and is. And Edmonds can run. And, and, 
I mean, they have speed on that side of the ball. They ha- they aren't big, and that's part of the mm-hmm. problem. Pete, what's the upside for the Bills? Like, what? How far? What? What would be? What is the upside for the end of the Bills season? Like, what if if you projected for the best possible scenario? Because I mean, if, like, it's not win a play win a playoff game. I, I okay. think they're I think they're a year away. I uh, I I I thought they would be a playoff team. In fact, I picked them to be a playoff team. I didn't pick them to be this good, and I still think they're a year away. He needs a big time weapon outside. John Brown is a two. Beasley's a three. They need a big play guy outside. I, I also think you know the tight end is starting to come on, and I think he's going to be a really good player. Knox is going to be a big time tight end, and you're starting to see glimpses of it, but isn't there yet? I think they're a year away. They need a bigger, big, bigger guys up front too on defense. One o'clock p.m. on CBS. Go ahead and turn Can't wait for that. I'm excited. This I, I'm excited for this game. I really am. One. Yeah. This is an odd. By the way, th- this week the there are eight. I think eight of the sixteen games. Maybe it's maybe it's nine that are three points or less. It's a great week. Is, this this is a great it's, week. It's a great. It's a week of chaos too. Is yeah. What it is. It's gonna yeah. be like you can tell it's gonna be madness. There's only two double digit spreads the whole weekend. It's and, awesome. It's a great week. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Uh, another incredible game. Chiefs at Patriots. Patriots minus in this game on CBS. This game has to be on CBS, right? Yes. Yes. Four twenty-five. Romo Nance game. Right? Yep. Yeah. Nance Romo. I assume Chiefs and Patriots. Patriots minus three over under forty-nine. Pete, the last we saw the New England Patriots, they were getting deep pantsed, and right before that, we saw the Chiefs getting smashed. So of course, you're going to take the Chiefs as a best bet, aren't you? Just like America. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the Patriots at home uh, in December. I'm not taking the Kansas City Chiefs as much as I wanted to, and as much as I looked at this game, I wanted to see Mahomes and, and see how he could go up against that secondary, which didn't play well last week, but they didn't have McCourty. That's a big deal. I just can't pick them. I think this is one of those games where Brady and McDaniels are going to figure something out. He was so angry the other day. Harry didn't run across the face of the defensive back. He had a pick. He sat him down. Then they seemed to find something, getting the ball out, getting it to white. And granted, some of it was garbage time, and a lot of it was garbage time. But I think they're going to figure out a way. The Chiefs' defense has been better, but not against Brady, not against this type of quarterback. And he hasn't been the same guy. But would you rather face Brady in New England or Derek Carr in Kansas City? I think that's a pretty easy question. So I'm taking the Patriots minus the points. It might not be that easy of a question right now because that offense hasn't looked great. No, it hasn't, but you like, still would take Brady over. I think Kansas City's the better team of these two right now. Mahomes looking healthier. I don't think that New England offense is playing very well. He doesn't trust his, his weapons, obviously, at like all. he did in the past. Um, I can't make him a best bet against Belichick, you know, at home in December, like you said, coming off a loss. So I'm going to stay away from the spread completely. If I'm leaning, I'm leaning to the under, um, you know, with that New England offense being suspect. Kansas City's defense playing well, especially against the pass, so that if New England's going to grind out the game, kind of limit the possessions Mahomes gets. You're going to see this game come under the 49. You know, 49s. I, I tend to agree with you. Very high total for a Patriots game. I tend to agree. Their with defense you. has been playing phenomenal, so I like the, the New England defense to bounce back after Houston kind of had their way with them, and it's going to come under. Um, I I not sure why I didn't make the Patriots a best bet. I love the Patriots in the spot, um, but it's fine. I don't. We don't have to do it. I, I think when you look at last Sunday, this is such a perfect. It's just a perfect spot. When you think about last Sunday, the last image you saw of the Chiefs was. Uh, Nance and Romo waving goodbye to you. Or you heard, uh, you heard, uh, Jim Brown pop in. He said, Hey folks, we're going to take you to a game that's actually interesting. And Broncos Chargers, because the Raiders and uh, Chiefs was such a blowout. Like Nance and, and, and Romo were making fun of, they like, he's like, all right, Jim, give me your best call. You know, <laughs> he's like just mocking, mocking the Raiders and how much they were down by. It was, it was pretty good theater. Um, and then that immediately cut after that game was over to the night game on Sunday night. 
and it was the Patriots getting embarrassed by the Texans. And so you look at it, 57% of the bets are on the Chiefs. 52% of the money is on the Patriots. This is via Action Network. And the line has come down from, you know, it's, it's basically stayed the same. So it hadn't moved at all. I think it's a, it's a Patriots or nothing play for me. I do agree that the Chiefs are the better team right now, but the Patriots will find a way. Brady will play better. A lot of the receivers doing stuff. And I, I actually think I agree with you guys on the under part, but I would go first half under instead of whole game under. I think it'll start out slow and both teams will try and run the ball effectively. I would be worried that we get the same thing we got the last time, which is like a crazy flurry of points. You know, you know, we got like 24 points in the last 20 minutes or something like that of the, of the game. They, the last time they played in Foxborough, that would be my only concern is it's a, a you know, kind of a, a fist fight and then all of a sudden a burst of points. Better defenses this time around though. Yeah. For sure. Hey, Pete, you know who Kansas City reminds me of? What? The 2006 Colts. Mm, maybe. Defense is like kind of crappy all season long and suddenly comes yeah, together. But you know what, though? Their offense wasn't great last week either. No, it hadn't been good the last two weeks. Yeah. Panthers at Falcons. It's the fired bowl. One guy's gone. One guy's going to be gone. Falcons minus three. The over-under is 47 and a half. You got Perry Fuel coaching for the, um, I thought, for a second, I was like, wait, did I say the name? Who's the, who, who's the singer for Jane's Addiction, RJ? Uh, no idea. No idea Perry, for me either. Uh, uh, it's Perry. But Singer. I do know, I do know Perry Fuel. He was on Coughlin staff way back in the day. And, uh, uh, Perry's very conservative and very rigid. He's giving, uh, Scott Turner a chance to call plays so they can Perry see what he Farrell. can do. Perry Farrell? Is that who it was? James Fiction, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, right. that's what I thought well, it was there, for a second. Now we got that yeah. useless trivia in our heads. Um, I think this is going to be an over game. That's my best bet is the over. I, I, I think Carolina's going to uh, score points. Atlanta's defense is back to being garbage again. And I think the, they'll score points on Carolina. They got to run the ball, though, because Carolina can't stop the run. We saw Washington go in there and run all over them. Uh, I like this game to go over 47 and a half. You know what they don't do? They don't run the ball. No, I know, but you have number to. Number one in attempts, uh, on past attempts on the season. I typically love taking teams after the coach has been fired and the rallying point. Everybody gets their, their stuff together, their heads in it. But Rivera seemed like a beloved coach. This is a little bit different of a situation. Been there a long time. Players coming out saying how, you know, torn they are for this. So, so I'm not sure that I would apply that here. I still would lean that way. Um, you beat Carolina by running them. Like you said, Atlanta's 31st in rush attempts, including that first pass. And Carolina's looking for revenge. Atlanta blew them out in Carolina. That's probably step one to where he got fired. So they need to come into this game, get some revenge. I think the emphasis is going to be protecting the ball. Kyle Allen, you know, fumbles it all over the place. Just feed McCaffrey. Run up, run it up on this defense. Um, then sit on a lead with your quality pass D because they're seventh in DVA. They're in good in pass D. So if, if Atlanta is going to stick to their game plan, just throw, 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 Carolina is going to be able to defend that. Um, Atlanta got four turnovers in that first game, didn't turn the ball over. You know, they've only had six turnovers um, that they've created in the, the other 11 games. If you're not having a plus four turnover margin, how different is this game going to be? So I, I think Panthers will come in there i would lean to them i think they'll win the game i think they're the better team overall no best bet for you but no best bet i like the panthers here too um i think you mentioned scott turner's gonna be running the offense there i think it's a kitchen sink game of sorts for him he has four four weeks to do a tryout so i think like i know i was uh tweet we were tweeting with somebody about this but like wondering whether christian mccaffrey for fantasy purposes might be they might ease the workload on him no 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 i think they're gonna put the pedal to the floor like if you're if you're scott turner you know, you, you've got four games. And if you're Perry Fuel too, like, you've got four games to show why you deserve to be either a head coach or, you know, a high ranking coordinator in the next stop. And, and Scott Turner wants his audition to be an offensive coordinator. So I think he 
puts together a pretty good game plan. I like Carolina to win it in like that dead cat bounce back. And look, Pete, I don't know what you think about. Um, so you like Scott Turner more than you like North Turner. Okay. I like both the Turners. What has North Turner ever done? <laughs> what do you mean? What has he ever done? I'm kidding. <laughs> he like, so basically what you're saying is you like the Panthers more because Scott Turner is going to be calling plays and not North Turner. I mean, you don't think Norv's going to be helping, like helping him out? He's not. Of gonna be course, like, he I is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but 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 Scott Turner's going to call something out of out of whack, and he's going to go, "Hey, uh, Scott, come on over here. We're not going to run that." I so, see. No, I think put, uh, be, I think he's Christian McCaffrey he's tra- at quarterback, Wildcat the whole yeah, time. Yeah, right. He's uh, trying to help his. He's Brinson. trying to help his son. He is. That's why he's calling. He's going to make it look like he's calling the plays. So, but he's going to call the plays, and but he's not going to go nuts. That that's not the Turner way. Just I'm not saying they're going to go nuts. I'm just saying that they're going to be. They're not going to be like, let's run the ball three times and then punt and just try to get out of here with a win. Again, he's going back. Scott Turner's going to be better play caller than Norv. I didn't say that. <laughs> you kind of are. <laughs> I, I think Kyle Allen's going to take some shots deep. He came out and people were, all the reporters were questioning Kyle Allen on, on Thursday and he was like, listen, Kyle's our guy. He's going to make, he's going to try and make Kyle look good. Yeah. I'm, now a Scott Turner stand podcast about yeah, I wouldn't be sure if Will Greer's I'm, not going to play I'm at some Scott point. In a couple, I wouldn't be so sure that Will Greer won't be playing at some point. Um, by the way, Pete, I would point out too. I don't know if we have a Matt Ryan graphic. I don't want to switch over to him in the middle of a Kyle Allen graphic. We're, by the way, you can watch this on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS sports. Do you have a look at this? Look at Debo and everybody in the booth. Got a, uh, Matt Ryan graphic, 35 of 53 to 12 yards, two passing touchdowns and two interceptions from last week on Thanksgiving. That belies his actual performance, Pete. I don't think there's something, I, I don't think Matt Ryan is washed up as, as some people on, the Twitter sphere, the internet world might, might suggest. I do, however, think that if you look at his numbers since he came back from injury, he's not the same guy and he doesn't have the same velocity. He doesn't have the same accuracy. And I just don't trust Matt Ryan even against a bad Carolina defense. Oh my God. He was brutalized in that game. He was sacked nine times. Are you kidding me, Brinson? Put any quarterback in there and let him take that beating. He was sacked nine times. He was hit about 15 other times. That was brutal. It was like, a, it was like the bounty on him or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Would you come on? Okay. Um, I, I will give you that. He was also oh, you have to give me that because he was sacked nine times. Well, he was no sacked six Turner. times against Tampa Bay. So why is he going to be better against Carolina? He's not. If they don't, if they don't run the ball at all, he's going to get hit a bunch. I just think they're going to score points running the ball. I know they don't do that, but Carolina's run defense is awful. Awful. He's got ninety-six passing attempts the last two weeks against Tampa Bay and New Orleans and home games. Yeah, but. Don't blame him. Come on. The guy was brutalized. I, I'm not, I'm not, I, that's you sort of did. No, I said specifically, I am not blaming Matt Ryan. <laughs> did he I not? I said that, I think I'm, Matt so, Ryan. Yeah, I do not, I am not, your mother and father do not put me in the middle of this. Oh, yes, so you Matt, are. Matt Ryan is still injured, dealing with an ankle issue, and he's behind a crappy offensive line. He's getting bloodied. I mean, he, that, last week was one of the worst beatings I've seen a quarterback take in a long time. That was bad. And he Should've still got, got him up out on the almost. bat and hit the over on his passing yards total and screwed me. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, my Thanksgiving, That's Matt what you Ryan. get for talking bad about Matt Ryan. Nobody's getting any presents in the Brinson household. No, dis- no disposal now. How do you like that? <laughs> Seahawks at the Rams. A pick em. The Rams are a pick em. The Seahawks, the ultimate luck box. They, they can't stop winning games. It's unbelievable. Ten and two. They had the number one seed in their sights. But the Rams are kind of creeping on the playoff scene. Over under is forty seven. I feel like we might kick off the parlay here, Pete. Who do you like? Luck that was a lucky win on Monday night. They dominated the game from the midway point to the fourth quarter. The Seahawks underlying statistics indicate that they should not be a ten win team, is what I'm saying. 
Oh, okay. I'll give you that. But but the other night they should have won that game, and uh, you know they were well, they were losing at halftime. But I mean, yeah. They, but then from then they would have a seventeen point lead at one point. They, they should have won that game. They scored seventeen the straight points in the third quarter, and you knew Kirk Cousins wasn't coming back. That's a given. Oh, God, they don't play that on he Cousins. Did. <laughs> a, huh? He came back. It should have been three point game all the way back. Okay, well, you're a clown. You, if you ran out of time. No, 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 no. You don't get to call me out for Matt Ryan stuff and then falsely accuse Kirk Cousins of not being able to engineer a comeback when we all know that was blatantly the fault of the Minnesota Vikings defense as well as oh, other yeah. people. Oh, it wasn't on Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying it was. That was the defense. The defense was awful. Xavier Rhodes, my God. You know, people want to know what 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 happened to Xavier Rhodes. When I was up there in the summer, I said I asked that question. I said, why didn't he play? Because he didn't play that well last year either. They said he won't take a day off. His body is get gets beat down, and he's just it, it has a hard time, you know, bouncing back. So, um, look, he has a worse played, and worse as the yeah, season goes. He hasn't played very well, not at all. And they actually took him out in that game. But uh, look, the Rams are the pick for me this week. I think this is a perfect spot, short week coming off that the Rams have found something on offense. I like what I've seen from Jared Goff. Uh, I, this is desperation play. I know that the Seahawks need the game too, but I think the Rams are the pick here. Home run spot for the Rams. I have them as a best bet as well. Revenge game. They should have won in Seattle. Um, and then that they missed that last second field goal that Zerline hits, you know, nine out of ten times that, that I think was 44 yards, 43 yards, something like that. Um, Rams O looked bad for a stretch. They played a string of elite defenses. You know, it was, you know, the Pittsburghs and Chicago's, that kind of thing. Got back on track against Atlanta. Seattle's defense just 16th in DVOA, so it's more mediocre than it is, you know, middle of the road than it is an elite defense. Ramsey's been excellent aside from playing that Baltimore cheat code offense that nobody can stop, you know. Um, they're third versus the run per DVOA. We know Seattle's gonna go in there, run, run, run. That's all they do. Run, 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 and then punt on fourth and one. That's their offense. Um, so Rams are still in the playoff hunt, like you said, just one back of Minnesota. They got to be feeling, okay, we got that win. We flushed the, the evil out of our system over that, that bad stretch. Now we just need to go in and win this game against a team we should have beat the first time at home. I think they're going to do it. They should be favored here. So Rams is the best bet. The Rams have scored less than 20 points four times this season. That was against the 49ers in week six. The Steelers in week 10, the Bears in week 11, and the Ravens in week 12. Um, all good defenses. All, all four of those defenses, top 10 by DVOA. Yeah. Yep, the, good defenses. Now, the one the one concern you might have is like Seattle's defensive line, if Clowney's play, Clowney could have a Clowney game on primetime and could mess up the offensive line. But I think they've got things going enough with the tight end situation. They're going to have Cooks. and I feel like Cooks might have – everyone is off of Cooks. Everybody is off of Cooks. They're burying Cooks, cutting him for fantasy. He can't start him. I think he might have a sneaky big game. Woods is locked in as a great secondary target, um, really taking the pressure off a cup. And Jared Goff is playing good football against bad defenses. So I'm with you. Let's make the Rams uh, first line of the parlay. One of the parlay teams, yep. 0-1, love it. No, (laughs) 1-0, baby. We're fading Russell Wilson in primetime. When you can do that in parlay. What can go wrong? Right. That's a freaking magician. Giants at Eagles. By the way, who do you think makes the playoffs in the AFC West, Pete? Who do I think makes the playoffs in the AFC West? And, and what seeds do you think they'll be? In the AFC West? NFC, NFC West? NFC oh, West. I think it, it'll be uh, San Francisco and Seattle, and San Francisco will be, what, the three or the two? two? They'll be two. the two. two. And the and Seattle will be the five. That sounds about right. It's pretty insane that the 49ers have been like, they were the last undefeated team. They've been the best team of football all year, and like now they're the five seed. If if uh, the Rams win out and the Vikings lose one, 
they would be it'll go to conference record right i, I don't know what we, we haven't started. played that out yet so but i think i think it would be who did the rams the rams lost to the ravens we know that oh i I'll, you do a well the vikings would the vikings would have lost to seattle twice to the packers and they had two other losses to i'm trying to figure out if they were in the division or not mm-hmm. or in the conference but uh, that, that's interesting because if the the Rams went out, they have a possibility. The possibility. Of right, that, then they're only one back now. Right. You look at the schedule. Minnesota has a much more favorable schedule. I believe three of their last four are at home. I believe they're playing some bad teams, you know, like Detroit and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, it's not going to be easy for the Rams. I think they have the tougher road ahead, but they have a shot. And if you're a player, that's all you need is a shot. Um, yeah, it looks like if the Ram, if the if the Vikings lose, and I had them losing to the Chargers. As their only loss, right? So that, that way it's not in the conference record factor. Um, and the Rams winning out, um, they would, oh, they would get in over Minnesota based on common games. So there's a little more to it than that. Like it's not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not necessarily. Right. It fair. would go past the conference record then. Right. So that conference. means it just depends on who the, the losses are. Right. What the loss is. Yeah. Yeah, but the Rams right. wouldn't have any more losses, and the Packers say the Pack the Packers beat the Vikings. Then it would be common games, right? So if it goes to common games, you have to figure that all out. You said they'd get it. You said the Rams would get in on common games. Then yes, yeah, the Rams would get in on common games. Who the Ram, what's on, the Rams' schedule left? It's tough. They have um, the Seahawks at home, right? The Forty ers They get the Cardinals once, and then they also have. The Don't they have um, Dallas? Dallas, yes. So not Tough. ideal. If they if they yeah. get in, they'll have earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they lose to Dallas, I think it's off. Unless Minnesota loses twice. Giants and Eagles. Speaking of Dallas, team that Dallas is hoping will lose. Dallas played last night, a thrilling game. We record on Thursdays, so we don't know exactly what the playoff implications are for Giants Eagles on Monday night. Um, but suffice to say, they will be big regardless of whether Dallas won or lost. The Eagles are minus nine and a half. This game, the over-under is 46. This game was Eagles, I mean, Giants, yes, Eagles minus eight and a half. And then Daniel Jones got hurt and Eli Manning had to play and the Lions shot up a full point. Pete, you like, uh, Buko's of points here with Mr. Eli under center? Look at that old. Yeah, old, I do. I actually do. I, I went back and watched the Eagles last week. My God, the secondary was putrid. It really was. Those corners were Awful, and I think there's going to be opportunities. I know they're at home. I think there's still going to be opportunities for Eli Manning. He's getting guys back healthy. I think he's going to score some points throwing the football. And look, this is going off into the sunset. It's going to be one of his last opportunities to play football. I think he'll play well, but I think the Giants' defense is awful, and I think Carson Wentz is playing well. So I think you add all that up, I think you see a lot of points. Do you agree with the market move that that Eli Manning is one point worse than Daniel Jones? At no, point? I don't of believe course that. Not. Like, no, there's we already know there's at least a point of value going with the Giants. I didn't make it a best bet, um, but I think I have to lean to the Giants. Philly just isn't playing well enough right now to think they're going to beat anybody by ten points with how bad that secondary is. I think the Philly offense should be able to have success against an awful Giants D. So if the weather holds up, maybe this probably goes over. But I worry that Eli can get the Giants through the back door late if Philly's up fourteen. You know that secondary's bad. They'll give up the garbage touchdown and the Giants will get the cover. So. If you're playing this game, you should be looking to the Giants or the over. Mm. By the way, it's, it's occurring to me that the Vikings are going to miss the playoffs at um, 11 and 5. <laughs> that would suck. In and that, that scenario, could, yeah. 
In which scenario? With the Rams, but I mean, yeah. at, that, at some point, they both would be eleven and five. So some, and then and then everybody will complain about how the the Eagles or the Cowboys are getting in at eight and eight or whatever they get in at, and or ooh. the seven and nine Redskins win the division. Stop it! That that gets eliminated, but this week at Green Bay, buddy. Probably so, but you know it wouldn't be eliminated this week. The hmm. six and ten Cowboys winning the division that would be so awesome. You know how much hot, I mean, hot takes would be if the Vikings didn't make the playoffs at eleven and five, and the Cowboys won the division at six and ten. Oh my god! But that's why you have the divisions. People play each other in the division. It works out. It all evens out. Seattle went won the division once at what seven and nine. A couple, remember? I mean, it all evens out. Doesn't I'd rather take right. the Eagles team total over than the uh, the full over here, just in case the Giants poop themselves. So I, you, don't, you don't like the over? Do you like the over? I'd, I'd be okay with the over. Yeah. I love it, but because you know, will you don't like this, the over? This time of year, you never know when the weather is I know weather is going to go. Do you like um, the over? Philly weather. Let's see. What's the Philly weather looking like on Monday? Ooh, heavy wind, 90% chance of rain. Ooh. He's making that up. I'm not. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't 70% like that. chance of rain at night. I mean, it's like it's five days or three days away. Let's let's pass on it. I don't know. All right. We're going to put it in the parlor. I still like it, though. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're still locked into it. Titans minus two and a half at the Raiders. Ryan Tannehill in the scorching hot. Tennessee's Titans head to Oakland to play the sad sack Raiders who have lost their last couple of games. Uh, in fact, I think that the Raiders have lost their last, uh, I believe it's by like, what's the total score that the Raiders have lost their last few games by? Yes, that's right. 74 to 12, their last two games against the Chiefs and the Jets. It's not great, Bob. Um, and yet, Pete, you find yourself drawn to the allure of Chucky and the Raiders. You know why? Black Bowl. You ever get at lunch, you, you know, you get hungry, you go into the kitchen, what do you make? This will be good. Go ahead. What do you make? If you're really sandwich. hungry, you make a sandwich. This is a classic sandwich, right? The Titans went to Indy and won. Now they got to go play another road game. And then next week they play the Texans. This is vintage sandwich game. And I think it's going to show up. I love the Raiders in this spot. I think they win this game outright. Uh, if you're going to give me two and a half points, I'm taking it. Sandwich game. What lunch meat would you say Ryan Tannehill is? Uh, the way he's playing, it might be filet mignon. Ooh. But he'll probably morph into like uh, just a nice low-cut roast beef or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great take. Um, yeah, I would lean to the Raiders also. Tennessee's been catching some breaks lately, especially on special teams. You know, they got outgained by a lot in three of their last five, um, and all those games were wins. You know, in the yard, they didn't. They didn't put up the yardage totals you would expect a team that's winning these games. Oakland is at a low point in value. Brinson just said 74 and 12. You know, they got shellacked, but both of those were on the road. They're four and one at home. Uh, you, know, you might look up the home records and see five and one. One of those was the London game. So technically they're four and one at home. These, the fans are showing up as a great environment for their last year in Oakland. Um, I don't think the Titans, even as well as Tannehill had been playing, are going to roll in and win. And listen, Tennessee's just 21st in points per drive, but they're lethal in the red zone. They're first at getting touchdowns. So if you want to play the over in this game too, I'd be okay with over 46 and half oakland's d is 32nd in the red zone so i think it's going to be the seventh straight over in a tennessee game just because the the oakland d has been so bad in the red zone and and tennessee is one of the best um but i would lean to the raiders i think they'll find some way to win this game by the way uh filet mignon sandwiches are a a, a everyday thing in the brinson household Mm. (laughs) what side of oysters yeah you know you know how he rolls rj um, I'm more of a turkey guy myself, but, uh, I do agree. This is a good spot for the Raiders. I think everybody's going to be on Tennessee. The, the numbers action network backs it up. It is uh 63% of the bets are on the Titans. 
uh, and yet only 55% of the money is on the Titans. Now the line has gone from a pick to Tennessee minus two and a half. Look, I think Tennessee is a better team and I don't think this is a great matchup for Oakland. Um, because they want to run the ball. I think Tennessee will stack the box. Derek Carr doesn't throw downfield, but it's warm weather. It's not going to be like we saw the stats backed it up. Derek Carr sucks in the cold and maybe just stop it. Sucks. I don't know. Brinson, uh, but, when you have the lunch buffet every day at the Brinson household and you have filet mignon sandwiches over here, you have the lobster here and then the stone crab claws over there and the oysters on the end, which one do you usually go to first? Well, it depends on which one, uh, uh, Jeeves puts out, the mo- which one's the most fresh. Like, I don't want, I'm not going to eat some, like, two hour old stone crab. What do you think See, we are? See, he might not have that at his house, but when he goes home, that's exactly the way it looks at the Brunson. Robert, Bobby, Brunson, I know how you roll, buddy. <laughs> People, people see, they're like, wait, they see, I saw pictures of your place. Like, it's like a farm. It's like, yeah, my dad's like a blue collar, blue collar <laughs> farmer, dude. Um, you know how it is. Uh, I like the Raiders too. I just think they find a way at home. It's not really a whole lot of great analysis outside of John Gruden's team has played a lot better at home. There are only two games left ever in Oakland. Now this is the next to last game in Oakland. This team is going to come to play the next two weeks. Maybe. By the way, the next, out. the next one is a guaranteed lock. They play yeah, the Jaguars to close out and the Jaguars have traditionally been awful on the West Coast. That's a lock, early lock. Yeah, the only thing that a lot of West Coast that, games with a uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, it's a lock. The only thing that bugs me is that the Derrick Henry's playing so well right now. I feel like he could just rumble over the Raiders, and if they get down, I don't know that they're coming. But RJ back. made a good point. They've they've their numbers don't really show that they're that team that they've been playing. The record they just they're have getting like, like bad, you know, Indy can't block. You know the the on the field goal unit, yeah. and they get a block. Indy was kicking that field goal to go up twenty to seventeen, like win the game. Right, and then all of a sudden they won by fourteen. And Tannehill's been great. He's been really efficient. And his downhill ball looks a lot better, but he's not like putting up monster numbers. No, but they're tough. They're tough, but they're not going to win this week. It's a sandwich game. Um, RJ, you want to be the piece of meat in the sandwich? Please, God, no. Don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> Do you want to be a bun? Are we going to make the Raiders a, a part so of the So are the Raiders in the parlay? Oh, that's a fine question. I'm just trying to keep this podcast PG. Are, the, are the Raiders in the parlay? Uh, sure. Yeah, put them in the parlay. Okay. All right, so we got Raiders and... I'd already forget who else we had. Rams. Raiders and Rams. Steelers at the Cardinals. Steelers, another little low road favorite. Steelers minus two and a half headed to play Arizona. The over under is 43 and a half. Pete, what do you think about this game? Look, Arizona was dreadful last week. Just dreadful. 500 yards of offense. Second time they've given up over 500 yards of offense, I think, in the last month. They're bad on defense. I don't believe in the Steelers offense, but I think they'll run the ball with Snell, control the clock, uh, and I think their defense is going to be outstanding against Kyler Murray. I'm laying the points. I love the Steelers in this game. Yeah, I want to jump all over Pittsburgh too, but then I remember Duck Hodges is going on the road, and I'm like, that's concerning. You're, to me. You, you know, you're going to feel pretty bad when they score what, like six points on offense. Um, I do think he can can have success against Arizona's defense. It's been really bad. You know, they just get tore up by by good quarterbacks, and in even against bad quarterbacks, you can have some success against them. So, I'm not sure the same goes for the Arizona offense. Like you said, Pittsburgh defense is just elite. They rank top five versus the run and the pass. So, um, you know, if you take away one thing, they're still going to beat you with the other thing. If Juju's out again, it looks like he is um i think the under is a solid play under 43 and a half um i think i'm going to take the steelers a lot on the under especially if they don't have their top weapons uh they are they are going to be running the ball that'll limit the uh the possessions we have and um yeah i don't know how the cardinals score on this defense so looking at another one of those games they had like against the Bengals, 16 to 10 where this under comes in pretty easily 
Yeah, if you look at the Cardinals, um, they have a uh, negative 10 point differential against not against defenses outside the top 10 by DVOA, and they are 3-3-1 three, three, and one in those games. Against defenses inside the top 10 in DVOA, they have a negative 68-point differential, and they are 0-5 in those games. And one of the things that you see with, um, I think, well, two, two things that Cliff Kingsbury does. One, he can't, when he, when he faces a team that has a good pass rush, and the Steelers have a really good pass rush, uh, he, he can't go vertical. So he's got to spread it out horizontal. And they just don't really, I mean, maybe Christian Kirk has a nice day and rips one off, but they can't really do as much, especially against a secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick that's going to be pressing down. They're not, the, the running backs aren't cooking. David Johnson looks like he's toast, at least for this year. Chase Edmonds, they didn't work back in. Kenyon Drake's fine, whatever. I, and the other thing too is that when Arizona gets down against a good defense, they don't find a way to get garbage points. It's really weird. Like they don't, they don't run with a high, like they don't use tempo. They don't seem to be like getting, chucking it down the field. They just kind of curl up and wither and die. And I think they're going to do that against the Steelers here. So I like the, uh, the Steelers is one of my best bets as well, but not a parlay piece, RJ. I think it's dangerous. I just, you know, we got to find another, we have to find one more game. We put that as a maybe. Well, what okay. are your, what are your best bets? And I'll tell you that I didn't play in and pick in there and I'll tell you if I like them, we can put them in. Niners. Don't like it. Jets at home against Dolphins. I like that one. Does Brinson like that one? The Jets minus five. I do like the Jets. Okay, I have the over the, in that we'll, game, but I we'll put that. We'll put the, the Jets. Let's put the Jets in the parlay. Mm. Well, if you like them, that's three of us. All three of us like them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I had the, I like the over better because the Jets don't have anybody. Well, did you pick the Jet? Before. Did you pick the Jets to cover? Yes. Then all three of us like them. Let's put. We got to find another game to put in the parlay. Yeah, certainly couldn't do a two game parlay. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Jeeves, this tenderloin looks a little under. <laughs> Not tenderloin, filet mignon. Don't, don't, don't. Please, don't do that to yourself. It's filet mignon. You don't like tenderloin? Tenderloin's nope. good. Yeah, but for you, it's tenderloin in the Brinson household. But Robert uh, Brinson Jeeves. just called and told me he's inviting you over for the buffet later on, and then you're going to play croquet in the backyard, and you're going to talk about how all your relatives are all such close proximity to you, and you drive around North Carolina over Christmas visiting all of them. I'm the lie. Uh, Jeeves, Jeeves, this fillet is sliced a little thick for my liking. On my and I noticed the horseradish sauce not out yet. Um, Dolphins at Jets, Jets minus five and a half. The over under is 45 and it's going up. I really like, I, I love the over in this game. It's one of my best bets. I'll let Pete explain the Jets or RJ can explain the Jets in a second. Um, the reason I like the over, the Dolphins defense stinks. Everybody's going to be selling the Jets because of how bad they looked in Cincinnati. Adam Gase skipped Thanksgiving to the family to come up with a game plan for the Bengals game, and all he did was run Le'Veon Bell straight up the middle over and over and over again. Any jabroni with a Sports Info Solutions account could tell you or just watch the film or just know that they have Geno Atkins. Your Uncle Larry at Thanksgiving could have told you they got freaking Geno Atkins there. You don't run the ball at the middle against the Bengals. You go outside and you can get five-point yards per carry. It's free money, Adam, Goose, and he didn't do it, and they lost the game, so everyone's going to be selling the Jets. I think Sam Darnold will look much better at home in this game, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to throw it deep, and Devontae Parker's going to come down with some footballs. going to be a lot of scoring There it here. is. So it's in. It's in. The over. I like the Jets, too, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's in. Jets are in. 
But RJ, you explain why you like the Jets here. Yeah, last week was a particularly awful, awful spot. I knew it. I said, you know, Bengals best bet. They were going to get their first win. The defense actually continued to play well. The Bengals offense didn't roll. You know, it was a lot of field goals, a lot of short fields that they were getting things done. I think the offense is going to get back on track against Miami D. That's historically awful. Tracking is one of the 10 worst ever per DVOA, uh, through 12 games. Uh, and that DVOA goes back to 1985. Um, Darnold can carve up that Miami pass D. It's last in DVOA by a mile. I'm worried that Fitz gets the Dolphins through the back door. That'd be my only concern is that Jets are up 10 and, you know, gives up a late touchdown. But I'm just counting on this lead being too big. I'm counting it being like 34-17 and the touchdown just makes it 10 instead of three. So I'm with you. Go Love with, going with the Jets minus five and a half best bet. All right, Pete, read your best bets and you can sprint out of the studio. Okay, I got the Bills plus five and a half. You guys hate that pick, but I'm on them. I have the Falcons, Panthers over 47 and a half. Eagles, Giants over 46. Raiders plus two and a half. New England minus three. Steelers minus two and a half. And the Rams pick them against Seattle. You know what that means? Seven picks. Two and five. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Look, there you go. There you go. Seven and oh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right, Pete Prisco getting out of here. He's got to go do Sportsline. Speaking of Sportsline, go to sportsline.com slash join. You get RJ White's picks every week for a dollar. First month is a dollar. Pete, we'll talk to you next week. RJ, you got back. it. Break. Thanks, buddy. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. We're going to dive into the rest of the games. Myself and RJ White, we've been vacated. Pete Prisco has vacated the premises. What can you do? He went to go make a sandwich. I liked his thought that it was a sandwich game, but the lead up to what do you do when you're hungry and you go in the kitchen, it's like, and he's like, sandwich. It's like, okay, so what is that? Like, I got lucky there was that no, I that. Yeah, there I was, was no, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. There was no context to the going into the kitchen and making a sandwich. And then he's just like, and it's a sandwich game. It's like, that's not, you could just say this is a sandwich game. Also, what's the sandwich? What's the, what's the, what are the other parts of the sandwich? I don't. I guess in the middle part's the good part of the sandwich. So wouldn't you want to be in the middle? Yeah. Like you're eating. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. I don't. We should have called him out on it. We had to go. I mean, it was a terrible, <laughs> it was a terrible analogy. This is a sandwich game. It's like, well, there we have two games left at home. I don't we we call it a game. trap game. We don't call it a sandwich game. Trap game. It's also not a trap game. They just got blown out. How is it a sandwich game? Like, like this is a desperate team clinging to its playoff life in the Raiders. Anyway, 49 no, he's, he's talking about the Titans. It's a sandwich game for the Titans, not the Raiders. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. But it still it sucks. It's still a terrible analogy. Forty ers <laughs> at Saints. Saints minus two and a half. This is a tricky game. Over under is forty four. Everybody I know that is smart is taking the Forty ers here, including you, RJ. Yeah, 49ers best bet. Uh, Breeze got to face a lot of bad defenses since his return. A lot, a lot of these teams that you would expect him to beat up on the Atlantis, the Tampa Bays. Um, this is really his first real test. And New Orleans offense hadn't really put up the yardage totals to match those point totals when they were having those big point games. I think it's possible the San Francisco defense wins that matchup on that side of the ball. We remember last year Breeze fell off toward the end of the season. People thought it might be fatigue. He's getting older. I mean, we can't really rule, rule out that out again this year, even though he did have that, that gap where he didn't throw as many passes. You know, it's getting colder. Obviously, he's 
these games indoors, that's not going to matter. But who knows? Maybe he's not going to be as good, you know, in the in December as he was earlier in the season. Both these offenses have the same yards per play on offense. San Francisco's he's been much better. The two that kind of indicates that they are the better team of the two. Um, New Orleans D's fifth in DVOA, but their other metrics have them average 16th in points per drive, 20th red zone percentage. I think when they're up against a good team, they might you know wilt a little bit. They're not going to get blown out by any means. It's still a good defense, but I do think San Francisco can get an edge there. San Fran has two losses. One came in overtime to Seattle. One came at the buzzer on a Tucker kick last week. So, I mean, 59 minutes through the game, they're playing every single game, every single team, even at the worst. You know, there's, I think they're the better team. I think they've proven it so far. Um, that's why I think they can go into New Orleans and win, even in that, that good home environment. Everybody's going to be up for that game. But I, I like the 49ers here. Man, I I picked the Saints in my like pickups pool and I am in on my picks on the site and I'm sort of starting to doubt myself here. Oh, I mean the the problem is like I need to see these injury reports for the Saints because I just don't until we know what the deal like I don't know that I can trust the Saints offensive line if they don't have everybody. Teron Armstead limited practice on Wednesday. We're recording this on Thursday. We haven't seen an injury report for Thursday. Andrews Pete did not practice. Not expected to have either one. And if they don't have those guys, man, it's going to be tough. You're going to have to get the ball out quick. I would assume that they would plug Richard Sherman on Michael Thomas and try to maybe even bracket him and make him beat him with Ted Ginn. Maybe, because I mean, like, Michael, you can't, can't guard Mike. You haven't been able to guard him all year. Doesn't matter who's throwing in the ball. People are, Mike Florio, pro football talk, trying to hype him up for an MVP campaign. I get, like, he's been very valuable. He's carried the team. He's the best wide receiver in football. He's a stud, a superstar. Uh, doesn't get his due. They also have Alvin Kamara, which I think can mitigate the pressure a little bit with short, quick dump offs. But if they don't have Armstead and Pete, I just don't know how they slow down the San Francisco pass rush. Now, the one thing is that New Orleans has been good against the run. Does that concern you at all if you may, if you can make Jimmy Garoppolo one-dimensional? Like, I think there's a path here for both teams to like, – it sounds stupid, but I think there's a path for both teams to win. Like, you can see the two game scripts that play out where the Saints win and where the 49ers win. It's going to be – it should be a good game. If, if New Orleans can score early and force the 49ers to pass, I feel like they can win. I had those questions about Jimmy earlier in the season. You know, he wasn't proven. They were just steamrolling teams. I think he's kind of proven himself now. He's not a top five quarterback by any means, but he's not a disaster. You know, we see bad quarterback play throughout the year, you know, throughout the league, uh, this year, and he's completing nearly 70% of his passes. I mean, you can't, you don't, uh, on the road. So, I mean, bad quarterbacks don't do that, you know, so he's, you got to give him some credit. I think he can go in there, have a solid game, maybe not light him up if it's all on his shoulders and put up 35, 40 points, but this defense is so good. He doesn't have to. You could turn this into a 24-20 game that they win. Five and one on the road, 70, 70% completion, 1,338 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions, all on the road. Pretty good. Does it worry you at all that the uh, 49ers played in Baltimore, got beat up in a tough game, lose it, and then you got to go, I think they were staying like Bradenton, Florida, or Clearwater, Florida, or something, then they're going to New Orleans. Does that worry you at all? No, it would actually worry me more if they won. They could feel we just had this huge test and, and we're a great team. We just proven it and we get a little bit complacent. They're going to be hungry now. They're going to be like, man, we had that game. We were right there. You know, it was even up the whole time. Um, we should, we need to get this win this time. We can't afford to lose both these games against these good teams because then people will start to, to start, start to uh, downplay how good we've been. They'll start to think that, okay, they're on the second tier. They're not in that, that Saints tier, Seahawks tier, those Packers tier. They're a second tier team and they're not, you know, they've played a lot better than that. So. So um, I think that this is really a put-up-or-shut-up game for them. Plus two now in the, out in the market. 
plus two, minus 115. So if you want your 49ers bets, that might be where that's the get it while it's hot that we always talk about on sports line. That was the play. Chargers minus three at the Jaguars over under is 43. You're going to be the freight train, get the guy who steps in front of a, a backwards moving freight train crashing off the side of a cliff heading towards a puddle, of, a, a pool of lava and death and doom in the Jaguars. You spit out analogies as well as Nick Foles throws footballs. The difference here is that the, the, they have the better quarterback in the thing. We saw Sir. how it, we Sir. saw how it lifted up the energy and, Sir. uh, and even the defense was playing better. That happened last year. They got Bortles out of the lineup finally, put Cody Kessler in. Offense still looked trash, but the defense stepped up. They had energy because they think they could win a game. So I think that playing, play, playing their best quarterback after the halftime lifted the defense last week. Um, I think it's going to continue here. How can you trust the Chargers as a cross-country road favorite? They find ways to lose every single game, every different fashion. It doesn't really matter what the stats say with them. They just know how to lose. And uh, they don't have the run game to exploit the major weakness of Jacksonville's defense. We saw them give up 480-some rush yards in a two-week span. Chargers just don't have that kind of rush game. Um, DVOA matchups looks pretty even across the board, so go with the home team. You know, if you're, if you think it's even across the board, you should be getting three, two and a half for the home team. It means the line is way out of whack here for me. Even accounting what Dur- when James back, I think the line would be a pick 'em at worst if you account for that. So yeah, I think the Jaguars can bounce back here with a better quarterback under center finally and uh, get the win. I uh, thought you were saying that Minshew is better than Rivers instead of Minshew is better than Foles, and maybe maybe you were, but uh, Rivers no, was, has not been I, good. I was saying better than Foles, but yeah, Rivers hasn't been great. Fifteen interceptions, seventeen pass touchdowns. He knows, I mean, he's got to play well the last four weeks of the season to have a chance of being back in Los Angeles. If he wants to be back in Los Angeles, uh, it's a weird situation. He will be, he's played okay on the East Coast lately, so I don't know about that. Uh, I hate this. This is the hard, I think this is the hardest game on the slate to, to figure out because you got to decide, will Jacksonville rally? They did play much, much better in the second half against Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay was sort of checked out and trying to close the game out, but they did play much better. Minshew substantially better. So I would lean to the Jaguars as home dogs against the Chargers team that, that, that I mean, sh- should have given up by now. I'm not even sure why they keep trying. They do find a unique and special way to lose. But I think I'm going to go Chargers here. I'm going to stick by my guns. I switched two picks at the last minute last week, and I lost both of them. And it, it's making me mad, and it's probably going to cost me a lot of money. So I'm going to ride with the Chargers, but I don't feel remotely good about it. Yeah, you said uh, if he wants to be back, he has to play good in December. Isn't there an easier explanation to where he, you know, he has to drive back and forth from San Diego every every day? It, maybe it's just catching up to him. It's getting late in the season. Play started to slip late in the season. Maybe he's just ready for it to be over. I mean, he, with all those kids, like maybe he's just kind of eye on the finish line. Now he's never going to tell you that he's the ultimate competitor. He's going to go out and try to win these games, but it's got to wear on you having to make that travel every single day, and then um, you know, knowing you think, this is a lost season. You think he's Boy. scary? He's like, ah, I can't wait to play with nine kids every day. Really got my eye on that. I'd be like, God, I think him. I think him. Yeah, for sure. If it was you, no, no, no way in hell. But I'd be him. I'd, him yeah, he's I'd all for like, it. I'd be like, they'd be like, Brinson. Brinson's just willing his team to the playoffs. It's an unbelievable <laughs> effort. He just is he's lifting everyone around him. Does not want to play with his three children, much less nine. Um, I'm just kidding. I love. I'm about to take my son after this podcast to a cookie decorating event because my wife is sick high quality dad i got the under in this game by the way 43 i don't think a lot of points scored chargers like to grind it out low scoring game here colts at bucks bucks minus three 
I got the Bucks as a best bet here. You know why? Because I am going to keep rolling over my Derrick Henry corollary, which is to say that teams, after they give up to a hundred, after they give a hundred yards, I talked about this last week, after they give a hundred plus yards rushing to Derrick Henry, are so beat up, battered, bruised, have had their soul ripped out of their metaphorical bodies, whatever teams have, that they the next week they stink. They're one and six straight up, and they give up tons of yardage. We saw it last week with the Jaguars defense. Horrific in the first half. Got gouged by Peyton Barber, Jameis Winston, all those guys. They put up numbers. Jameis didn't have great numbers, but they they dominated that game. Um, I think the same thing's going to happen to the Colts here. I think the Bucks will be able to run the ball pretty effectively. I think Ronald Jones probably gets back out there and runs. Peyton Barber will run some. And they're just going to take shots down the field. Um, I don't think the Colts can keep up with Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Jameis has a big game. He knows he parlays this into a little playoff push with these guys. He's coming back next year. Bruce Arians is coming back. He's going to get some kind of swanky contract if he wins out with the Buccaneers. So I will take the Bucks minus three as a best bet here. I think there's a little value on the Colts at plus three. I can't trust them with the special teams issues, so I'm not going to make it a best bet. But it looks like Vinatieri's not going to play in this game. They sign, they claim Chase McLaughlin off waivers, so, so maybe that's going to help them out. Um, I don't. They could Taylor can take all the shots they want. That NDD continues to play really well in the second half of the season. Tennessee only had 138 passing yards despite the win, and yeah, it was you know a lot of grounding. Derrick Henry, Peyton Barber ain't Derrick Henry. It's going to be a lot easier to tackle him. Um, I think the offense for the Colts played well last week, except for turnovers. That sounds stupid to say, but they had three. 309 passing yards after five straight games of having under 200 passing yards. So maybe Jacoby's finally getting healthy and they're starting to open up a little bit. Obviously, you're gonna if you're gonna take them, you're gonna want T. Y. Hilton to be there. So we'll see his status. Um, if he if he's not playing, I'm probably just staying away completely. If T. Y. is kind of like the Colts plus three. Uh, by the way, just want to point out that um, now that he's not here to defend himself, Jack Del Rio put Pete in a body Prisco in a body bag <laughs> uh, right as he left uh, the podcast. Del Rio tweeted, the Cowboys must feed Zeke Elliott if they want to flourish in December and roll in the playoffs. He is the straw that stirs the drink. Pete quote tweeted, said, old school, Jack. And Del Rio quote tweeted, new school freshness. Run the rock. Get behind that big O line. Look at the top teams. Yes, QB play is important, but just spraying around and padding stats only gets the OC a head job. It doesn't win. Pete got body bagged. Or dare I say, dunked on. Sorry you had to hear that, RJ. Pete got dunked on. It's pretty cold coming Um, from the guy that, uh, as we know, is currently coaching football team, so he's obviously great at his job. Uh, it's fine. I'm going to tweet Pete got dunked on. Pete's mad about <laughs> it. He's texting me about it. Um, Lions at the Vikings. Vikings minus 13. Oh, excuse me. I skipped one. Bengals at the Browns. Bengals at the Browns. Browns minus 8.5. The over-under is 41. It's a very low over-under. Could be some wind in this game. I have the Browns as a best bet. And I know the line is high. And I know the Bengals just won. And I know the Browns just lost. And they look terrible. But you know what? Baker Mayfield beats up on bad defenses. That's what he's done his entire career. He hammers them. He hammered the Bengals twice last year. The Bengals are terrible on defense. They can't stop outside runs. They can't stop passes to the running back. They are going to run Nick Chubb outside. They are going to dump the ball off to Kareem Hunt. Those two guys are going to have a field day against this Bengals defense. And I think that the Browns will roll by 10-plus points. I don't like to lay 8.5 with the Browns. But I did it against the Dolphins a few weeks ago, and I will do it here against the Bengals as well. I think this is a game where uh, the Browns, this is the Browns are like the good Browns in this game, and they've surprised some people. Yeah, I can't back the Browns laying this many points when Freddie Kitchens is the coach. Get a new coach in there and I'll think about it. But I can't back the Bengals coming off a win. That energy, the desperations could be gone. You know, they're not going to go winless now. So maybe everybody kind of takes a deep breath and, and you're not getting 110%. Um, better pick for me is the under since his offense wasn't great despite that win. Their defense ranks third in red zone percentage. Um, so if 
uh, Cleveland's getting it into the red zone. I don't know if they're necessarily just going to pound it in with Chubb. Um, I think it will be a run-heavy game plan, though. Baker's nursing that injured hand. Just hand it to Chubb and, and Hunt, like you were saying. Give them the ball 35 times combined and, and you know, let them roll. Um, and that's going to help play into the under as well because, again, limit possessions when you're running the ball. So under 41 would be my lean. Uh, I'm not going to go against the spread either way. I do, don't mind teasing the Browns down. I think it's seven and a half as far as, as when we're recording, so you can tease them down to one and a half on a six-point teaser. They should be able to win a game by three. I don't think the Bengals are going to go in there and win. Um, but I'm not oh, picking to cover when. Why is yeah, this not, game dropped? I think it's a Baker, <laughs> Baker's health a little bit. You know, he's, he's, He says he's going to play. Mom, Mama didn't raise no wuss, but you know, you just never know. Did I already bet on the Browns like a jabroni? Yep. Oh, good. I took him at nine. That's good closing line value. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, there's seven and a half now. If they, I mean, yeah, you tease him down to pick. I think they're going to win. The, the Baker hand thing does, that is concerning. I think he'll be fine there. Um, lines at Vikings. Vikings minus a robust 13 coming off a Monday night football loss to the Seattle Seahawks. You're back in Minnesota here, RJ. Yeah, I don't care. You make the points, whatever you want. I'm going to lay the points with the Vikings here. Uh, Detroit's played four games without Stafford. All of them have been with eight, but they've been lucky for that to be the case. Three of them were against bad offenses. Chicago twice, Washington once, and then the one team they played that has better offense, Dallas, they got outgained 509 yards to 312 by almost 200 yards. That game just happened to be close too because a lot of weird things happen and because of, uh, Detroit's little coaching staff there, uh, Dallas' little coaching staff there. Uh, Detroit D is 28th in DVOA, 27th in points per drive, 29th in third down percentage. They don't do anything well. Um, Minnesota's offense is excellent. They're sixth in DVOA, third in points per drive eighth on third down percentage third in red zone percentage that's just a lot of stats to tell you that they cover they do everything well so it's take one thing away they'll be able to beat you some other ways Kirk Cousins and company racked up 500 plus yards in the first meeting between these teams still playing really well now that was on the road this is obviously at home Minnesota's defense hasn't been as stellar as usual but they had to play Kansas City Dallas and Seattle all on the road in their last four games that's going to make a lot of teams look bad on off on a defense I think they're gonna have a much easier time with David Blau going on the road Great home environment in Minnesota, one of the tougher places to play uh, if you're a road team. So um, David Blau had some, did some good things against Chicago. They obviously were looking for him to dump it off early in the game. He took some shots, kind of came back to earth a little bit in the second half. Minnesota can roll in there and stomp this team. This is what they do. They stomp bad teams at home. The only point I would make here, RJ, and I don't disagree with you, and I wanted to lean on my boy Kirk Cousins, who's been one of the best quarterbacks in football over the last month or so. However... Since 2017, and actually since 2015, but there just weren't any games in 15 and 16 that, that qualify here, um, the Vikings as 10-point or more favorites are just 1-4-1 and one against the spread. The over, by the, the under, by the way, is 4-2. and two. And I, 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 I was initially thinking, like, hell yeah, I'm laying the points of Minnesota. Cousins going to go nuts. We're going to see, uh, you know, Diggs going up tops, maybe, maybe Thiel in his back. Here's the, here's my concern with this is that Mike Zimmer, when he's a huge favorite like this, is not afraid to just get a lead, play some defense, and run the clock, absolutely melt the clock, and that that's sort of my concern. Now look, they could they could Alexander Madison could have a home run late, and they could cover easily. But we saw that Redskins game on Thursday night this year. I mean, they won 19-9, and it was never that close. They don't, just don't mind winning that way. Now, they barely beat Denver 27-23. They lost to Buffalo uh, last year 27-6. Um, but then, like, they had Arizona 27-10 as a 10-point favorite. I just don't know that he's going to try and score 30 points in this game. I think he's going to want to run the ball, get a 10-point lead, get Dalvin Cook the hell out of there, and then run Madison and just finish off the finish off the game. And, and I don't think he cares if it's a 50. There's no style points here, just a win. 
I don't think you have to try to score 30 points against this Lions defense. It's just going to happen. Look, I don't, I don't, I I think I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that the Vikings are the right side. I think, uh, I, I think that, uh, Mike Zimmer will hold them back from trying to score, but I think that they could accidentally cover. Does that make sense? Yeah, and the issue with with these big do- these big favorites sometimes is I worry about like even with the Jets they were only five and a half I worry about coming in through the back door against bad defense and Minnesota yeah. and Minnesota's defense hasn't played well. I don't think David Blau is coming through the back door in Minnesota. Blau, David so, Blau. You give me these bad that's quarterbacks awesome. on the road. That's the one situation where I'm not that worried about it. Do you think that David Blau is a walking homage to the Wu Tang Clan? Yes, obviously. Blau, are you like me now? I won't ever do that again. Sorry. Redskins at Packers. The other double, <laughs> double digit. Blow. The other double digit favorite. Packers minus twelve and a half at home. The over under forty one and a half. Um, I would neither one of us have best bets on these last two games because they stink. I do, however, kind of lean towards the Redskins here, and I'm not sure I like the lean. Um, the Packers are bad against the run, and they're going to run with Darius Geist. They're going to run with Adrian Peterson. You can sort of eat up clock and melt the time, and, and like Bill Callahan has no problem winning, losing. He just wants to get out of Dodge and get to K&W and get his meal of mashed potatoes and uh, whatever, you know, the, the, the fruit salad pudding, you know, the, the, you know what I'm talking about, the fruit salad, the fruit salad, uh, or the, it's like the old people salad. You know what I'm talking about? Fruit cocktail. Maybe he wants a fruit cocktail too. Sure, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know. Um, that's fine. Um, I don't remember the, the congealed congealed fruit salad thing. Anyway, um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Packers. I think the Redskins will sneak out of cover, but it does concern me that the Packers have covered every single game they've won this year and failed to cover in every single game they've lost this year. Yeah, that's just a statistical oddity. You know, very small sample size. Um, you can't make this number big enough. With what bad Washington team coming off back-to-back wins, I wouldn't play the Packers. I wouldn't consider it a best bet. I would lean that way just because, you know, it'll be 10 nothing, 13 nothing in the first quarter, and you're like, why did I take Dwayne Haskins versus Aaron Rodgers? So, yes. uh, you know, they beat two bad QBs to turn the ball over in those, in those games. Washington won, you know, bad quarterback matchups. That's not Aaron Rodgers. He has two interceptions the whole season. This Packers defense doesn't rank well versus the run you're right, but they play better lately. Their two worst games of the season were in September, so I think they're kind of getting better down the stretch when they need to get better. They kind of won the games that maybe the stats didn't support it, but they built up a record, and now it's time to uh, you know play at your best level now. Haskins is going to have to throw to cover this number, and he hasn't proven that he can throw effectively. So that's why it would be the Packers for me, um, but it's not a strong play. It's just a lot of points, and um, I don't love it as much because the Redskins' rush offense has been so well good the last couple games. I, I, yeah, I would love to have 14 and a half. It's not out there. I would, I would, I would lean, I would go Redskins, but, but with the Lions, you don't feel good about it. It's going to be, you're going to have to pray for a back door, like an early touchdown, and then the Packers just score three times and get out of Dodge. Uh, and even then, 21, yeah, then you'll still cover. Um, Broncos at Texans, Texans minus nine, over under 42 and a half. Will you watch this game? I'll watch it eventually. I'll watch it on the replay, uh, like I do all the games, but I'm going to love watching it now. You know, I want to go Houston. I want to take, fade the Broncos coming off that win that they didn't really play that well in that game. Texans are five and one at home. Broncos one and five on the road. That one win was with Joe Flacco, Flacco and it was at the Chargers. So it's not really a, you know, great road spot to go in and not that tough. Um, I like fading the Broncos coming off win. Like I said, um, Drew Locke is on the road now in his first start. You want to play against teams there, but, 
going back to Pete's little uh, analogy, this is a sandwich spot. You know, Texans coming off a massive win against uh, against New England that, you know, a lot of people didn't think they would get. Then they got to go at Tennessee next week. They're going to beat the Broncos easily. They don't have to give full effort here. So I do worry about them being a little sleepy for this matchup. Um, so my preferred lean is the under. I think if one side is sleepy, it'll be the offense against what's been a, a pretty solid Detroit Denver defense. And I'm going to want to play Denver unders anyway with Locke playing, especially if the number is not like 37 or something really low. 42 and a half is fine. I think Texans just run the ball, run the ball and probably win by seven or ten points and Broncos don't score that much, many points on their own and the under comes in. So, uh, yeah, if I'm going anything on this game, I'm going under. I can back the under here. You see a lot, very few points. Drew Locke actually played pretty well against the Chargers, if we're being honest. I mean, had two early touchdowns, 18 to 28, 134 yards. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were dimes. Cortland Sutton's a baller, man. That guy can play. But the Houston defense is, is playing really well. You can run against them a little. I, I, I agree. I don't think there'll be a ton of points in this. I think Denver will try and play clock control. I'm going to back Denver, too. I think this is going to be a chaos week. I don't think that the big dogs are going to win or surprise anybody like the Lions, Redskins, or Broncos. I do think they'll keep it close enough to, to sort of, um, to sort of surprise them. So I, I think they'll, I think they'll keep it snug in a low scoring game. The was Texas it last week win. a chaos week? Yeah, I guess it was yeah, a couple of double digit underdogs winning outright. I mean, you're not going to get much more chaos Ooh. than that. Were they, were they double digits or are they just. Yeah, Dolphins were what, 11 something and Redskins were 10, or 10, 10 and a half, somewhere around there. Hmm. You're right. Did I read this week wrong? Now you got me in my head. Last week was the chaos week. Well, maybe it's just chaos month. Chaos season. Chaos S-E-N. <laughs> December's chaos season. That's, that's what happens in the NFL in the December. Crazy stuff happens. I don't, I mean, like, I would be really surprised if Chalk holds this week. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I, I was going through my best bets and I found myself liking a lot of the favorites just because it seemed, I like, all my best, it seemed all my like we were getting a couple points less than we should be based on results from chaos week. And, uh, you mm. would get things like the jets drop from seven and a half on the look ahead to five and a half on, on the line. You get stuff like the Bengals drop a couple points cause they won a game and, and all of a sudden you're getting a little point or two more, you know, more value than you should be getting. And you know, mm. you know me, I kind of like to fade the look aheads anyway. So. All right, well, let's look at Pete Prisco's best bets, and we'll find out if you and I do like the favorites. Pete's got the Bills plus five and a half, Panthers over, Eagles over, hate both those overs, Oakland plus two and a half, Patriots minus three, Pittsburgh minus two and a half at Arizona, and the Rams is a pick em against Seattle. Um, your best bets, RJ. Yeah, I'm on the other side of Pete. Baltimore minus five and a half at Buffalo. Love my Bills, but I think it's a tough matchup for him. San Francisco plus two and a half at New Orleans. Minnesota is going to roll against Detroit minus 13. They'll cover that. Jets minus five and a half against Miami. They'll bounce back. Jacksonville plus three versus the Chargers. You know, looking at the screen, don't love it, but you can't, you can't take the Los Angeles as a road favorite there. And then Rams, probably my favorite pick of the week. Rams pick them in Seattle or against Seattle. All right. My best bets, we're on the same page with the, yeah, it's looking at me, I'm like, these dogs are gonna hang around. <laughs> Here's four favorites I like. Maybe I just don't know what I'm thinking. The Ravens minus four, five and a half at Buffalo. I think they run wild. The Browns minus eight and a half for Cincinnati. If you're listening to this podcast and Baker Mayfield is ruled out for any reason, bail. Don't do that. Um, Tampa Bay minus three against Indianapolis. Pittsburgh minus two at Arizona. The Jets Miami over 45 and the Jacksonville Chargers under 43. Those are my best bets. 
Reminder, you can go to sportsline.com slash join, get all of RJ's picks and analysis. Use promo code white. You get the first month for a buck. Follow him on Twitter at RJWhite1. Check out the Pick 6 podcast. Uh, leave a review, rate it, and uh, check out our Instagram at Pick6Pod and on Twitter as well. RJ, oh, our parlay. I almost forgot our parlay. Our parlay is the Rams, the Jets, and the Raiders. Rams is a pick The Raiders catching two and a half at home, and the Jets minus five and a half against the Dolphins at home. This thing's going. We're about to go. Second one hitting this week, RJ. For sure. Definitely will be uh, one and two at least. (laughs) One of three. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. We will talk to you guys next week when we pick them. And on Sunday night, Monday morning for the recap of the weekend show, make sure and check out your Thursday night recap in the podcast feed. I'll see you later, RJ. Thanks for listening.